the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey guys, it's Morgan. Welcome back to the show. It's Sunday. I like doing a Sunday episode. I'm really big on not working on Sundays, but this doesn't feel like work. It's just more of a fun thing. Uh, Listen, I just got back to my home from a trip up to Cowboy Church. It was really nice today. And then I stopped by a really cool store called Batia in Phoenix. Conservative owned. I recommend you guys go if you live in Arizona. I just want to give her a shout out because I walk in, first of all, Alex Clark, host of The Spillover and Poplitics, she recommended that I go there because it's my kind of style. And it's kind of Western. It's all vintage. So it's all just hand-picked vintage from across the country that she gets when she travels around. And so it's actually vintage Wrangler and Levi's and uh, really high-quality material from decades ago back when all of this kind of stuff used to be made in America with really high-quality material. And so I picked up a ton of really cool vintage Wrangler jeans and stuff, and I just had the best time. Not only that, but you walk in and she, not sneakily, but just, you know, fashionably places mini constitutions, mini tiny, tiny, smaller than the pocket size ones that we always see politicians carrying around, even though that, to be honest, it seems like they couldn't give a crap. Um, but she had these tiny little constitutions that she placed throughout the boutique. And it was really cool to see the reactions of some of the shoppers, um, overall positive reactions to it. But of course there was some girls that were like, <laughs> what are those? I don't like that. Um, either way, I picked up a ton of stuff there. It's called Batia, B-A-T-E-A. In Phoenix, I recommend you guys going. Uh, and now I'm all settled in. It's Sunday evening. I was looking at the news, what's happening. The one that caught my eye that I want to absolutely talk to you guys about is this situation where it looks like President Biden, you guys know how compromised he is, and his son. We have another developing story with this. It looks like a ton of barrels from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve were allowed to leave, but where did they go? They went to a communist Chinese company and others, and then some people did some digging, and I'm looking at a report right now I'm holding, and it says, uh, the headline says, Biden sold oil from emergency reserves to Chinese gas giant tied to his scandal-plagued son. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So we're going to get into the details of that. And then something interesting caught my eye. I don't know how much I'm going to talk about it on this episode. We're going to have to see how it goes. Um, But I'm a really big health nut when it comes to ingredients, to chemicals, especially things that have to do with hormones, hormone disruption, and uh, carcinogens. That has to also do with water filters, with how we consume water and what the government's role is in that, and the process that we use. And some interesting information came out. As as we're experiencing massive inflation, an oncoming recession, troubling leadership, let's just call it that, and, and we're hearing things about food shortages, and we're hearing farmers share concerns, 
Something caught my eye from Dan Crenshaw, the congressman from Texas. He posted a meme with an explanation about a potential chlorine shortage. Now, you might hear that and think pool. Unfortunately, a lot of Americans don't understand how important chlorine is for most uh, ways that people get water, drinking water. That is how water is made drinkable by a lot of public facilities. And imagine if we had a, a chlorine shortage caused by the Biden administration's terrible leadership once again. So I want to touch on that. But at the same time, before we get into it, I should warn you guys, this is the thing. I am a bit of a uh, granola type person, and so I'm not going to get into the health aspect necessarily, but we're going to look at the policy and more so the concern and threat that would come. I'm not going to debate with you on the the dangers of chlorine used as the process to disinfect. We're going to talk more so about the policy because right now a lot of cities, a ton, millions of people are dependent on this process to get drinking water. Imagine the concern if we have a chlorine shortage. Okay, so we'll touch on that at the end. Um, I will say one thing that caught my eye that was a smaller story that I I won't talk about because we talked about abortion quite a lot, but there's all these crazy videos that come out all the time. And today's message at church, it was was really sweet. It was about Matthew. It was about how there's a ton of, uh, there's a lot of debate about the interpretation of a, a few of the verses. And, What they were saying and what the conversation was today was, even though there are different interpretations by Christians, we should, as citizens, as Christians, as people that care about society and people that care about uh, the others around us in our community, we should be making an effort to understand why other people came to other interpretations and other conclusions. Not that we have to try and see their side and then change our minds to it, but more so respect it because at the end of the day, everybody can look at it and maybe they have certain interpretations of a few lines. At the end of the day, though, we all say, okay, Jesus is coming back. You know what I mean? So we all have different interpretations and that should give us a one solid foundation and grounding. And then and we should give respect and gracefully embrace the fact that there are different interpretations. So I was thinking about that and I was like, hey, it's kind of like politics where for the most part, we're all arguing because we want to help people. But it's really hard these days to want to uh, have that kind of mentality in politics when you hear what the other side is pushing. It's not with everything, but with some things, it's just insane. With this Hunter Biden stuff, it's just absolutely insane. And it came to mind for me, especially because this morning after I get out of church, I see a video of a young woman. uh, I mean, why do they keep, they're like dousing themselves with blood, first of all, at all these protests now. But she's screaming, We love killing babies. We love killing babies. We love killing babies. And she has this joy on her face, but it's like a creepy, scary, angry joy, uh, this righteous joy that she feels. And I can't help but look at that and think, is this Satan? This is the devil. In many ways, this is good versus evil. And I can't look at a woman like that and say, wow, gee, She's, she's chanting safe, legal, and rare, and she, she cares about access for women to have a, a choice when they first find out they're becoming a mother because it's a very hard decision to be facing. I can't even try and empathize with people like that because I see that and I say we're not on the same foundation. 
we aren't looking at something and just saying, oh, you know, we are just arriving to a different political conclusion, but we all want the best for everybody. No, the other side is chanting about killing babies now. They no longer are just saying they want women's rights or that this is control over a woman's body. They're talking about actually killing babies. So they're admitting what this whole process really is uh, of abortion. So it's a good lesson that maybe you don't have to try and make friends with everybody. Maybe that's the point is you have to have enemies. Sometimes it means you stood up for something. And if you have enemies that are saying they want to kill babies or that want to try and bring socialism or communism into this country or uh, tell you that our country is massively corrupt because of conservatives but then can ignore stories like Hunter Biden and all the corrupt business dealings, then it's not exactly easy to find common ground. Now, that being said, let's get into the stories of the day. Whoa! Okay, we're starting with Free Beacon. Free Beacon article says Biden sold a million barrels from U.S. Strategic Petroleum Petroleum Reserve. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. To (laughs) we're only a little bit into the episode Uh, reserve to China owned gas giant. All right. I'll read it for you. The Biden administration sold roughly one million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese state controlled gas giant that continues to purchase Russian oil, a move that the Energy Department said, quote, I kid you not, would support American consumers and combat Putin's price hike. (laughs) We're living in propaganda times, if you haven't noticed. Um, Okay, so it says Biden's energy department in April, April, so a few months ago, announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels to Unipec. The trading arm, I need you guys to follow this. We sold 950,000 barrels from our reserve to Unipec. Unipec is the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. Unipec is the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. That company, which is commonly known as Sinopec, is wholly owned by the Chinese government. Because you guys remember, Communist China has been established for over 100 years now. The CCP, the Communist Chinese Party. They now participate in the private economy. I don't know why we continue to allow them to do this. Uh, I mean, I do know why, but I wish that we wouldn't because they're a genocidal communist regime. China for a very long time, was isolated. And they tried to do the usual communist tactic of, of seizing the means of production. The government controls everything, and the government operates everything and makes basically runs the entire economy and tells everybody what to do. Now, China operates more like a complete surveillance state and a communist state in that sense. But they, they've realized that, hey, if we just have our buddies, our communist people, control, quote, private companies... From China, we could actually make a lot of money by participating in the world market. And not only that, they use basically slave labor or very, very low-wage labor of all of the people that they force to work for them because they, are again, are a communist country. And then they fakely operate as private companies competing in the market. And what do you know? That's why everything is so cheap from China because it's not, <laughs> it's not ethically sourced. They aren't fairly competing 
especially when you consider just the basic human rights of American workers and American citizens and the way that we operate with our capitalist economy where everything is consensual. They're operating in a non-consensual situation over in communist China, and they've uh, they've successfully branded themselves as this new China, making everybody think, oh, well, they're out of the dark ages. They're out of the communist re- age. No, no, no. The CCP is still in charge. And when you see a private company, you aren't allowed to be in business or succeed there without doing whatever the CCP tells you to do. Uh, if you're interested, look up what happens to really rich people in China as soon as they try and stand up. Like, they just disappear. <laughs> um, okay, back to the thing, though. So that's why I, I wanted to tell you that because I don't want you guys to get confused when you hear things like uh, Chinese companies. Understand that it's basically all operated within the CCP. Everything happens and is doing the CCP's bidding no matter what, even if they are competing as, quote, private businesses in the private economy globally. So I want to read this one more time so that you guys get this. We sold just now Biden's energy department in April announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels, American barrels, to Unipec, the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. The China Petrochemical Corporation is commonly known as Sinopec, and Sinopec is wholly owned by the Chinese government. Okay? The Biden administration claimed the move would, here we go again, address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and help lower energy costs. How? How? Can, you, can anybody explain that one? I can't explain that one because it doesn't make any sense. Well, the White House was asked about this mess, and the White House did not return a request for comment. Its decision to sell barrels from the country's strategic petroleum reserve to a Chinese conglomerate comes as the American public increasingly sours on Biden's energy policies. According to a January Gallup poll, roughly three in four Americans, 75% of Americans, are not satisfied with our federal government's national energy policy. That's the highest level in two decades. I mean, I'm not shocked. Um, here's what's interesting, though. I'm really liking this guy, Daniel Turner. He's the founder of something called Power the Future. He says he admonished Biden for selling, quote, raw materials to the communist Chinese for them to use as they want. Because, you guys, this is the thing. We may not be in war with China, but China is our enemy. And what Biden is doing right now is providing our enemy with a very, very crucial piece of material that they really need, that we really need, and we really can't afford to be giving away to people. And so I really am loving this. China is our enemy. We should not be helping them out with such a basic thing like this. So Daniel Turner called him out for giving China something that is going to massively benefit them. And here are a few big points from the story that we can notice so far. The first one is this. Daniel Turner says, we were assured Biden was releasing this oil to America so it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at the pump in America. Because guess what? The average reached $5 just last month. He said, so right off the bat, they're lying to the American people. What they're saying they did and what they actually did are not remotely related. So the Biden administration, you guys, I'm going to go off the cuff on this one. I'm not, this is me. What the Biden administration did was announce to the public that they were going to release barrels from the reserve and made it seem like the oil was going, that it was going to come to the American people 
and increase our supply that's in the market so that it would drive down the prices because right now we're dealing with an average of over $5 a gallon that started back in June. But then they went and they sold it to communist China. And this is where the story gets worse. Turner also said the decision highlights the Biden family's relationship with China. Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is tied to Cinepec. In 2015, a private equity firm he co-founded, Hunter Biden co-founded, bought a $1.7 billion stake in Cinepec Marketing. Are you tracking? I'm just going to go back and read that sentence for you the, one more time. The company Cinepec is wholly owned by the Chinese government. All right. And then we're going to go back to where I just was. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, is tied to Cinepec. In 2015, a private equity firm he co-founded bought a $1.7 billion, that was a B, billion dollar stake in Cinepec marketing. Cinepec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, one month after the Biden administration sanctioned the Russian gas giant. So, interesting. So we send, sell American barrels from our reserve to a Chinese, communist Chinese government owned company, Cinepec, that Hunter Biden's co-founded private equity firm bought a $1.7 billion stake in just five years before Joe Biden would win the presidency. And then five years later, they're cashing in on their purchase. Interesting. Well, so before we go more into the Hunter Biden aspect of this story, I want to share with you guys. You might be wondering, well, how the heck do we get in this energy problem anyways? Why do we keep hearing Joe Biden blame Putin? Why do we keep hearing all of these different excuses or these denials coming from the White House? Here's just a friendly reminder of what Joe Biden used to say before we actually got into this energy crisis. Number one. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. But, kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree. But I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? And what makes things even worse and creepier is that on CNN, Biden's economic advisor, his name is Brian Deese, just last month, he got asked about what are you going to say to families who say we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. That was asked to Biden's economic advisor. Here's the exchange. I want you guys to hear this. He says, liberal world order. This is, this is about the future of the liberal world order. Order. Uh, they say that this could be a long e a war measured in years, and I think everybody understands why this is happening. But is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, "Listen, we can't afford to pay 4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable." Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Liberal world order 
There's just something really creepy about that one. All right. Next article that I have is from, oh, The Federalist. Love The Federalist. I hope you guys know that by now. Um, this is interesting. It's by a guy named Tristan Justice, and I swear I think I went to college with him. Not for a long time, but I think he, for like one year, we were at the same college. Or it's a totally different Tristan Justice. Either way, great article, Tristan. Um, I'm looking at it, it, says, Biden sold oil from emergency reserves to Chinese gas giant tied to his scandal-plagued son. On Wednesday, Reuters revealed that more than 5 million barrels of oil from the nation's strategic petroleum reserves were sent out overseas as a part of Joe Biden's latest release initiated in March, where the president's son has engaged in years of potentially criminal business activity embroiling the Biden White House in scandal since the 2020 campaign. On Thursday, the Washington Free Beacon published new details about the Chinese oil shipments from the U.S. emergency reserves that Biden promised were tapped into to, quote, ease the pain that families are feeling in the United States from high energy prices. So this article goes and quotes the Free Beacon article that I just read for you guys, explaining that 950,000 barrels were given, sold to, to Unipec, the trading arm of a Chinese communist corporation. Now, here's the thing. Cinepec is tied to Hunter Biden, whose private equity firm BHR Partners bought the $1.7 billion stake. So BHR Partners is that Hunter Biden firm that we've already discussed. Hunter's lawyers say that he doesn't own any interest, directly or indirectly, in BHR or Skinny Atlas. Skinny Atlas is a 10% owner of BHR. Now, if you look at both Chinese National Credit Information Publicity Systems and the Washington, D.C. business records, Biden's name is on these things still. Now, the White House continues to deflect any questions about these things. It would be nice if they could maybe just say, oh, maybe the, the paperwork hasn't gone through yet. He doesn't own anything, but we can prove to you that the official status is that he isn't a he doesn't hold any interest, indirect or direct. It just hasn't changed on the website or the system hasn't updated yet. They won't even clarify that kind of stuff, you guys. And so the silence is kind of deafening, if you know what I mean. So it is possible, technically, that... Hunter Biden doesn't have stake in these companies anymore, and instead these systems haven't updated publicly. But even that being said, even if that is the case, this was just a couple of years ago, a handful of years ago, that these deals went down. And now five years later, after in 2015 this sale goes through, five years later President Biden becomes President of the United States, and then now it's 2022. And so a seven-year timeline I don't even care if he doesn't own stake or have stake in it directly or indirectly anymore. I care that this connection has been established. And if you try and tell me that, oh, well, it couldn't possibly be an issue anymore, then I don't know how you could say that. I don't know how you couldn't be concerned about the connection no matter what. It seems compromising no matter what. And it seems troubling. Um, Here's the thing. Now, this is a number that really scared me before we move on. By the end of Biden's last release from the emergency stockpile, the president would have depleted 260 million barrels from the nation's reserves. In May, the Department of Energy announced efforts to replenish only 60 million barrels of what's been released, despite an authorized storage capacity of 714 million barrels. The Energy Information Administration reported that just more than 492,000 barrels remained in storage 
on July 1st, exactly one month into the six-month hurricane season. So these oil reserves are usually supposed to be tapped into when there is a sudden disruption in supply, like hurricanes or a cyber attack. The capacity is 714 million barrels, but right now we only have 492,000? And the president depleted 260 million? These are freaky numbers. We, we, the capacity, you guys, authorized storage, 714 million barrels. But the energy information admin says that right now we only have 492,000 barrels stored. And we're only one month into the hurricane season that lasts six months of 2020. Again, incompetency or intentional. Yeah, gotta wonder. Now, if this wasn't concerning enough, uh, I have something else for you. It's like the Biden administration. I really do think that they are testing us. It's kind of like the mask thing. It's like the mask thing. They want to see how far they can push us. They want to see how far we're willing to bend. And and I think that <laughs> I can't think of any other reason. It feels like they're doing that with this. Hunter Biden, this from Breitbart, Hunter Biden gets front row seat at White House Medal of Freedom ceremony. So as this story of a company that he is listed as somebody who has staken in communist China receives barrels from the U.S. Reserve sold to them by the Biden administration. That story is breaking. It's a huge story. And other stories are breaking. Right now, I'm, I'm literally looking at my phone right now of a video of Hunter Biden that just got released. And he's like arguing with a, a hooker about how much crack is on the, the weight thing. Listen, I don't know these words, okay? Whatever they are putting, what is it called? A scale. <laughs> uh, he has this little scale and he's got crack on it. And he's arguing with the woman about how much the crack weighs. That is currently going around as of 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on July 10th, Sunday. What a great topic for a Sunday. This is all happening. And the Biden administration, the Biden family is like, you know what we should do? We should invite Hunter to White House events and just let him be front row for everything. That won't make anybody mad. Now, from a family perspective and from a politics perspective, this is asinine, if you ask me. I just want to read you a little bit because it's it's just fascinating. It says, President Joe Biden's scandal-ridden son, Hunter Biden, received a front row seat at the White House Medal of Freedom ceremony held on Thursday. Hunter Biden, who attended the ceremony with his wife, Melissa, that poor woman, became a de facto greeter for the attendees due to his front row seat. The president's son was seen shaking hands and hugging multiple ceremony attendees as they entered the White House East Room and took their seats. Now, here's what's bo- like here's what bothers me out of all of this. It says Hunter Biden's attendance at the Medal of Freedom comes as he is under investigation by the US Department of Justice authorities for tax fraud money laundering, and lobbying law violations. President Biden appeared proud of his son's attendance at the ceremony, telling the crowd, my son Hunter and daughter-in-law are here today. 
In addition to his federal criminal investigation, Hunter Biden attended the ceremony on the same day reports revealed he filmed himself doing drugs, touching himself, and drinking alcohol while at a Massachusetts detox center. So these these pictures and videos are all over the internet of some crazy stuff. But here's the thing. You might look at this and say, well, Morgan, weren't the Trump kids under investigation? You guys, there's a big difference between a politicized investigation from one side that has Trump derangement syndrome and then another more legitimate investigation that's taking place with Hunter Biden and the feds because Hunter Biden was caught with physical evidence on a laptop of 10% for the big guy and certain partnerships with people in Ukraine and Russia and communist China. These are actual physical examples on this laptop, other items to prove what was happening. That is all tangible, and it's real, and it's a serious concern. And so, yes, it's being investigated. If you're facing something that serious and you have all of those materials from the laptop just circulating the country, you would think as a dad, Joe Biden would be like, Hunter, I love you, but you should not be in the public eye. You should not be in the White House. His his family should say, as a family, we should be more private, especially with our troubled family member. Why can't they say that for him? For their own sake, for the nation's sake, it's not respectful and it's it's got to be damaging. I'm, I have no idea. But the other aspect too is that it's not just creepy political stuff. It's creepy, creepy stuff of him with hookers. I mean, hookers and drugs and terrible, inappropriate pictures and videos. This isn't just political corruption and business corruption. This is just straight-up disgustingness. And he is so exposed to the entire country, it's just wildly inappropriate for him to be out publicly, especially at a Medal of Freedom event. Okay? Nasty. <laughs> So the the article goes on. It says, video from Hunter Biden's laptop from hell shows the president's exhibitionist son bathing in a trippy green light as he floats naked on his back and plays with himself. The video shows Hunter leaving the tub to obtain a hard seltzer and what appears to be a crack pipe before taking several hits and staring wild-eyed into the camera as ambient music plays softly in the background. Again, front row at a Medal of Freedom ceremony at the White House. I don't care if your dad is the president. You shouldn't be put smack dab into such an important place and have everybody just act like it's normal. In addition, another report on Thursday. So this is funny. This is all happening at the same time as he's at this event. Maybe they thought that it would be good PR maybe to have him out and seem happy. So first of all, you have the report that came out Thursday with this event. You have the report coming out about the 1 million U.S. oil barrels that were sent to China, communist China, a communist Chinese-owned oil company that was linked to Hunter Biden's equity firm. But earlier in the week, Biden's White House failed to address a voicemail uncovered on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell from President Biden to Hunter where he's advising his son about a 2018 New York Times article that covered Hunter Biden's business dealings with a Chinese oil executive. Jen Psaki's replacement, Corrine, said, I cannot comment on any materials from the laptop, directing the questions to Hunter Biden's representatives instead. Now, here's the thing. They always say, well, you know, we aren't Hunter Biden's representation. You need to talk to his lawyers or you need to talk to his representation. 
no, it, like, yeah, Hunter Biden is his own adult self, but he is also the son of the president of the United States, and the president is implicated. Just because you aren't the main subject, but you are a, a character in the story and you are involved in this, you need to also answer questions and show accountability, Mr. President. But I digress. So moral of the story is that I think this is propaganda. I think that things are so bad in the Biden administration and with the crimes and corruption between Hunter and Joe and all of the foreign countries, all of the business dealings, the percentage that Joe Biden's gotten. I think that they really think we're dumb enough that, hey, maybe if we just show that Hunter's kind of normal now, we invite him to big events and we just kind of ignore all the this breaking news that's coming out from business dealings and hookers and drugs and all the things, we might be able to trick those American people one more time. I think that that's what's happening, that they're they're trying to pull the wool over eyes of like, eh, if we just invite him in and keep him included publicly and stuff, maybe it'll just fizzle out. What do you know? It probably will. Let's move on. So you guys, before I leave you, I wanted to touch on that quick Dan Crenshaw post that I saw because it's it's really important for us to understand how the basic levels of our society work. And not only that, but I'm really big into making healthy decisions over what we put into our bodies of making sure that we aren't putting terrible fake things into our bodies and then wondering, oh, wait, you're telling me that that's not a good thing? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I look at a hot flaming orange Dorito and I go, wait, that's definitely not a natural color. And it kind of repulses me. I don't know how else to explain it of like, once you start to think about things like that of why is it that color, then you really can start to see maybe I shouldn't put that in my body. Um, That also goes to a lot of the systems that we trust the government to handle. And that can even be things like drinking water. I mean, if you remember what happened in Flint, Michigan, the government can really let you down. If you become too complacent and you just kind of go with the flow and you assume that everything's going well, then that's how you end up with a terrible public education system, uh, messy drinking water. I I could go on. When we trust the system too much without understanding how things work and understanding the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts, some bad things can happen. And so when I saw Dan Crenshaw's post, it turns out that the Biden administration is causing a big issue with a chlorine shortage. And if you don't know this, chlorine's really important in a lot of aspects of our society. So Crenshaw explains it. He says, let's explain this meme. I I forgot to warn you guys. It's a meme where the guy is given two options, two buttons. One says chlorine from PFAS, another says chlorine from asbestos. And it's the Biden administration being really confused about which button to press. Um, So he says, let's explain this meme. Chlorine is critical to agriculture. It is the primary way to ensure clean drinking water, and it is used to manufacture 85% of all pharmaceuticals. We can make chlorine in the U.S. in two ways. One is using an asbestos diaphragm, and one is using a PFAS membrane. Chlorine can't be imported from overseas, so to have chlorine, we have to make it here. Just a few months ago, the EPA announced a ban on all uses of asbestos. And just a few weeks ago, the EPA levied virtually unattainable restrictions on PFAS. Why? Probably a combination of radical environmentalism and misguided assessment of the risks of these chemicals. The result? Doubling down on a chlorine shortage, which is increasing both food and medicine costs, as well as leading to boil water notices. Now, like I said, you guys never become complacent with things that uh, are supplied to you by the government or international supply chains. Now, the thing is here, you cannot import chlorine so we have to make it here and apparently the biden administration dumbly 
made both ways of making chlorine incredibly difficult now. Here's the thing though. I am in the space, I guess you could say, in Instagram of a lot of more granola type people that are into only natural foods, whole food diets, not consuming anything that is basically artificial um, and then making sure that we are not putting toxic things into our body. And I'm really into it. I think young women should be especially attentive of it because it turns out you can detox and get a lot of the bad stuff out of your body, but you cannot detox once you get pregnant. And if you get pregnant and you have not detoxed, a lot of those things will transfer from your body through the placenta to your child. And that's happening more and more these days because the food that we consume, the chemicals we put on, I mean, women put 300 chemicals a day on their skin from their makeup to their skincare to everything else because our skin is our largest organ. Think of it like that. And so whenever we put these products onto ourselves and we aren't looking at the, the ingredients, it's very, very bad and a lot of the things are soaking in. One of those that I'm very attentive of is oxybenzone in sunscreen. Oxybenzone is now a carcinogen. It's in basically every daily sunscreen that you see when you walk into a Walgreens or a CVS. So I highly recommend if you put sunscreen on your kids, only you should only be putting sunscreen on if you know you're going to get sunburned, first of all. There's nothing wrong with getting some sun on your skin. But if you know you're going to be out there for prolonged periods of time and you will get sunburned and you don't have a base tan, then yes, put sunscreen on. That's the first thing. And if you're going to put sunscreen on, then do not use sunscreen that has oxybenzone in the ingredients. It's a carcinogen. It's cancer-causing. What you should look for is a mineral sunscreen. It, it, it uses minerals. Zinc is a, a big one. That's what I use when I use sunscreen. So that's just one little example. But if you think about that on a massive scale of what other things do we just not even think about when we're putting on our skin? One of the other big ones is makeup. Um, and playing into that, it brings us back into that issue of the water stuff. Because the issue right now is when I shared this post, I had a lot of people reach out to me and they said, Morgan, I'd rather get the chlorine from asbestos than the, than get the chlorine from PFAS because the PFAS is really a big, big story coming up. And I, as much as I want you guys to understand the connection with drinking water and chlorine and agriculture and pharmaceuticals, we're going to talk about that, I think, in its own episode because this is a really big topic. I figured this would be a good opportunity to just let you guys know about PFAS in case you didn't know about it. I, I don't mean to make this some like health podcast, but this is so relative to politics, to policy, to individual freedom, and to conscious consumerism that we need to be embracing as conservatives. So similar to my concern with oxybenzone, there are so many other things that I could talk to you guys about from artificial fragrance and artificial flavoring and how a lot of things that are labeled natural flavoring are actually also artificial. They just use fancy terms with government bureaucratic policy to be able to skirt those rules. Um, the other major concerning thing that you should be keeping an eye on is this this PFAS stuff. PFAS stuff is, is on things like nonstick pans and it's on a lot of food packaging uh, product packaging that prevents things inside of it from sticking together. 
And you might be like, why is she telling me this? It's because I care about you guys. It's because I care about this a lot. And I really do think that we all need to be more conscious about what we're consuming and what we're putting into our homes and what we're putting in to our bodies. Because especially if you're women and you're going to be bearing children in the future or you are a mom right now and you want to have more kids or you're breastfeeding, these kind of things, I think this could be game changing for multiple generations to come. If as a generation, and I mean, I know I have a bunch of different age listeners, but if we, from this moment on, start to care more about what our government actually approves via the FDA, what they say is okay versus what is the real science on things. And yeah, maybe just because it's legal doesn't mean that I should be putting it into my body and my kids' bodies. Should I be keeping it in my home? That's really the next question. So um, if you guys like hearing about this stuff, please let me know because I'm happy to talk more about it. I think it's directly linked to policy and politics and uh, conscious consumerism and true conservatism and protecting the American way of life instead of the crap that we see these days in terms of the disgusting food that's on the grocery store shelves, which is not even actually food. It's not nutritious at all. It's complete like machine made fakeness. When you see all this stuff and then you see this, the reports that come out, the statistics, and then they keep telling us not to worry about it. You just really have to wonder after some time. So, um, I'm excited to look more into this chlorine story. If we had a chlorine shortage that actually affected agriculture, pharmaceuticals, and drinking water, things would be insane. I will say I am for sure getting a Berkey water filter. I'm moving soon. I don't want to have to move it, but I am moving fairly soon and I'm really excited about it. And I'm going to get a Berkey water filter. If you guys want to look it up, let me see if I can find it really quick. Berkey water filter. Oh yeah. USA Berkey. USA Berkey filters. Remove toxins and contaminants from your water. Get affordable purified water. Home of the free because of the brave. They're conservative. Okay, Berkey, B-E-R-K-E-Y. If you guys want a Berkey filter, go to USA Berkey Filters. No, I'm not sponsored or anything. I'm just buying one and I want everybody to have safe water if we have President Biden for another three years. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, okay. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that was informative on Hunter Biden and the chlorine shortage. Also, we are out of stock. I will restock and I will let you guys know. The We The People key tags, they were super cute and they sold out overnight on accident. Oops. Um, so I went to Kenny and I asked him for a bunch more and we're going to get those in soon. I'll let you guys know when they're back. But thank you so much for buying them up so quick. I'm sorry I didn't order more. And I appreciate you guys being so supportive of the business. Me and Kenny really appreciate it. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. This was a nice little Sunday chat. Have a good one. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.